0: All feedback is not created equally. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss common mistakes leaders make when delivering feedback. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, leaders. Hey, before we jump into today's content, I'd like to speak to anybody that's listening out there that has any part with planning for 2024 company and team kickoff meetings. I got to tell you, I love being a part of these team and company kickoff meetings because they really, they set the tone for the year. They make a statement. um, And I would love to be a part of your event and bring true impact and take home value to your organization. What you don't need at your kickoff meeting is another balloon animal artist or someone that's shooting fire from their mouth. No offense to the people that do that. Although uh, these things are amazing. What you need is high impact. And, uh, this is what I love to do. Absolutely love it. So whether you're looking for uh, sales training, a sales talk, um, leadership training or keynote speaking, uh, there's four specific areas that I run in, in these kickoff meeting type type segments. So whether you're looking for keynote speaking, that's going to set the tone for the year or some high impact training that will have staying power. I'm here to help you out. Uh, we are now booking for the first quarter of 2024 so I did want to get ahead of this and I would be honored to be with you all uh, you may have questions you may uh, want to talk about what is the menu of options and how does it apply to your team uh, we would be happy to jump on a call and talk through that with you uh, to learn more or maybe host that discovery call make sure that you email us at info at all right Today, we wrap up the series on feedback. I'm kind of sad to see it go, but to all good things, there must be an end. I hope that this series has really challenged you all to think deeply and to be intentional about delivering effective feedback. Um, I spend a lot of my waking life um, helping leaders do this very thing. Whether it's at the executive level with visionary feedback, or whether it's at the local level with, you know, giving positive reinforcement or offering a level of criticism to get people to change behavior and improve, I spend a lot of time talking about this. And we've spent the last several weeks on uh, Champion Podcast Nation talking about this. I hope it's challenged you. I hope that you have went back and you've gotten the show notes and you begin to build your own leadership strategy to improve in feedback. And I hope that by now we can agree that in the world of effective leadership, few skills are as vital as providing feedback. And that's an absolute fact. Yet, all too often, even the most well-intentioned leaders They fall into the trap of committing avoidable feedback mistakes. And this sabotages growth and it sabotages productivity. So today I'm going to be covering what I have found to be the most common mistakes when giving feedback. My hope is that you can identify them and avoid them in the future. So let's dive into the first one. The first one is the feedback sandwich. And I got to tell you. Uh, The irony of talking about this today is just unbelievable. Um, Yes, the famous feedback sandwich, or as the experts would refer to as cushioning, air quotes, your feedback. Here's the irony of this. I literally did uh, one of our keynotes today. Um, uh, leading with influence. And we opened it up some roundtable kind of town hall discussion. And we were just talking about influence and impact. And sure enough, one of the leaders said, Well, I got to tell you, I think one of the best methods of delivering feedback is the feedback sandwich. And I was like, Oh, be still my heart. Like, I'm going to have to take the air out of the room. Um, now, look. Um, I know this person, so I understood why they were saying it. It was more personality-driven and so forth. But I couldn't just go with the flow. I had to give my opinion on why I'm not a fan of the feedback sandwich. I think it's a mistake. And and whatever you call it, cushioning or feedback sandwich or whatever you call it, my advice is this, stop immediately. Stop now. This is probably the most popular feedback training leadership tactic on planet earth because it's easy and it's warm and it helps the weak-minded leader have a tough conversation i'm not a fan and i know this is heartbreaking for many of you because it was what you were taught and it's been your go-to strategy it's soft it's fuzzy it's warm it's friendly it's kind and for all of you passive leaders that are listening you're like yeah man i love this i love me some feedback sandwich but i'm telling you it's not helping you because it may be all of those things fuzzy warm friendly kind um but but here's what it also is it's misleading the feedback sandwich is misleading we've all heard the advice start with the positive feedback deliver the negative feedback close with something positive you're amazing you're a rock star but sometimes you can be an absolute moron and a jerk but we really do love you around here and just like that in three easy steps (laughs) You can deliver all the negative feedback you want without upsetting anybody, right? Wrong. It's bad advice. And uh, I'm willing to debate this. Email me, info at jeffhancher.com. But not not only is it bad advice, it, it can do a lot of damage to the relationship between you and your team. The main issue with the feedback sandwich approach is that it's actually manipulation to some degree. In brief, you're manipulating someone by distracting them from the main point, which is your constructive criticism. And by the way, haven't we already established in the last several weeks that people change based off of the feedback that you give them? If you use the the sandwich approach – Every time you're going to deliver negative or constructive feedback or have a tough conversation, you inevitably have to deliver positive feedback that you may really don't even mean to soften the blow. It's like, oh man, I have to have a tough conversation. So I got to think of something nice to say. What am I going to say? I don't know what I'm going to say. And it comes off very disingenuous. This undermines trust. And it shows that you're willing to deliver phony feedback to manipulate their feelings. (laughs) Any positive feedback you deliver afterward, it's going to seem suspect at best. And they're likely going to wonder, does my leader really mean this? Or or, uh, are they just trying to make me feel better about something? Think about it. You're doing this feedback sandwich, negative or positive, negative, positive. And one day, the rare occasion, you, you see somebody doing something great and you walk up to them and you're like, hey, Brad, I just want to let you know you did a great job on that project and it's amazing. You know what they're waiting for? They're waiting for the butt. They're waiting for the negative <clears throat> because that's been your way of going about delivering negative feedback. So let your positive reinforcement be your positive reinforcement. Let your criticism and tough conversations be that. Remember, firm, direct, and consistent. This is the feedback approach, not emotional and not manipulative. Feedback is a gift. And how they respond to your feedback is none of your business. Our job as a leader is to get great at delivering feedback, taking account of personality, taking account of emotional intelligence, taking account of your history and your relationship with this person is how you determine, am I going direct feedback? Am I going collaborative? The timing of it, the location of where I'm going to deliver the feedback. These are things you need to be thinking about. What you shouldn't be thinking about is how are they going to respond? Good luck figuring that out, by the way. The second mistake I see is labeling. So many leaders make this tragic mistake um, and why – when this typically happens and why it typically happens is they're in an emotional state that lacks composure, we label people right we we call them arrogant we call them closed-minded we call them stupid clueless hypocritical immature lazy get down the list we we say you don't care about anything and of course this is hypothetical cuz nobody listening to this show ever does those things this is just like you know examples And then when you, when we do this as leaders, it's very hard to recover from when we do this, we come from a place of wanting to be right, which means that any other way is wrong. It promotes closed mindedness and only, only being around people who think like us and it will stifle diversity, diversity of thought. Uh, it will stifle innovation. Labeling puts us, uh, in a box. It, It puts the people that you're leading in a box, too, by the way. It limits them and you. As a leader, your job is to encourage the sharing of different thoughts and ideas for the greater good, right? Labeling somebody shuts this process down completely. It's judgmental. So as a leader, you're promoting the idea that there is only one right answer by labeling. I'm right you're wrong. That's kind of the mentality that comes with labeling. And it's clearly a lack of empathy as well. (laughs) Labeling and the fear of being labeled shuts down curiosity. And if you have a brand of labeling, you're going to find that there's going to be a lot of people around you that are either yesers and giving you fake applause and fake praise, or they're not going to say anything at all in fear of being labeled if you're if you're a leader that is a labeler, you already know the answer, so no one will dare question your ideas you're oh no, I'm not speaking up, I'm not saying anything If you are being labeled, if you're the recipient of being labeled, you're reluctant to ask questions and give answers to questions for fear of being thought of as wrong or stupid or fill in all the blanks that labeling can bring. Reframe your position with the objective of looking at the situation with different perspective and creating the opportunity for growth. A labeling leader is a leader that will lack engagement from their team and they will lack endearment. Be careful of the label. And this is why in high emotional states, it's best to get composure and say very little because most likely a label is going to come out. Mistake number three. Delaying the feedback is mistake number three. If you wait too long to give feedback, it becomes far less meaningful and definitely won't be, have the same effect. That's one of the reasons it's essential. Focus on giving ongoing feedback. Remember what I said a few minutes ago. Consistent. Consistent feedback. Focus on giving consistent feedback instead of waiting until uh, the performance review. Let's go there. We don't wait until the annual review to give somebody 12 months worth of feedback, right? We got to do this consistently. When feedback comes immediately, it helps resolve problems quick, Isn't that what we need? The sooner the people get feedback, the faster they can make changes and improve their future performance, which by the way, it's not only good for business, it's the right thing to do because if we get the people right and we get them performing better, guess what's going to happen? They're going to take care of your business. Also, don't wait until an employee's performance is like in the tank so far below expectations and then you decide to address it. Someone who has to find their way out of a substantial hole, they're going to feel overwhelmed. They're going to feel hopeless. Somebody that receives feedback soon and and immediate – This is where they have a little bit of hope, meaning I'm not so far backward that there's no way to catch up. And then comes the performance improvement plan. Then comes the progressive discipline. And they've seen this song play out many, many times. This is where they just give up hope or they quit. You have turnover or they stay and quit, which is even worse. Remember, feedback is a gift and should not be avoided and at all costs, not even delayed. The next one that we're going to talk about and and the last one I'm going to talk about today is focusing only on corrective feedback. This is a big one. We can't just focus on the problems. So many managers are so focused on putting out fires that they only give feedback when they see something going wrong. You can probably relate to that. And you're not alone. Like we all do this as leaders because we run at such high pace. This ultimately, though, is going to make the employee feel like their good work is always going unnoticed because it it stands to reason that everybody in your company at some point did something well. But if they feel like everything good is going unnoticed, this leads to low morale. And then when you have low morale, you know the rest of the story. This is where culture erosion starts to take place. Many leaders feel like it's their job to tell their direct reports bad news and correct them when they make a mistake. but, to, but taking time to provide positive feedback, maybe maybe it's like this is optional. Have you ever sat back and really inventoried your own feedback funnel? Do you give more corrective criticism, uh, find the problem type feedback, or do you give more positive reinforcement type feedback? And I'll bet you if you're being honest with yourself, it's corrective feedback. And you're not alone. We all do this. Why? Because if we find a problem and we can fix it, we're going to drive productivity. We're going to drive performance, so on and so on and so on. And all of those things are absolutely true. And by the way, we are so busy. So all I need to do is put out the fire because, and I don't have time to go tell somebody they're doing a good job, but I surely can't look past a fire. It's much easier to look past something that's going well and giving positive feedback. It doesn't have to be that complex. Quite frankly, it's really quite simple. It's, and by the way, it's okay if it's brief, you don't have to pull somebody in, set them down, go through the whole thing, but understand that it needs to be specific Rather than a general, nice job, Brad. Like, you got to go deeper than that. The more specific that you are in giving positive feedback, the more heartfelt it will be. Not to mention that it is more likely that it's going to be repeated. And I will tell you, you can pick two, two battles here, right? You go down to the corrective action all the time, which by the way, will drive enhanced performance. But imagine if you catch somebody doing something right and you broadcast it to everybody. You know what you've just done? You've just set expectations. You see how they're doing it? that's a good job that's how everybody should do it and the person that you're you're highlighting they are beaming and they're like well you know what that felt good i got me a nice fresh dopamine hit here i want another one and everybody else that's watching the onlookers you've just told them this is what good looks like giving positive feedback shows your people that you are in their corner and that you want them to win, and you want them to succeed. You, you, if you're listening to this, you have probably at some point in your journey, in your career, said in your own mind, no matter what I do for my boss, my leader, it's never good enough. Here's my question. Are you that leader? Once people know that you're their advocate, it, it will also make giving criticism less stressful and more effective. Now, now, hear me, and, and, and I don't want there to be any confusion here. We need to have tough conversations, which is why we teach this in our performance management workshop. Most leaders aren't prepared to have a tough conversation. They've never been taught. It's awkward. All of the what ifs. This is the same thing with feedback. We talked about feedback avoidance. What if they quit? What if they cry? What if they get mad? All of these other things. Imagine when you have to give tough feedback, the whole key to smoothing out tough feedback is because you've done so much and you've given so much energy to positive reinforcement and you've made so many of these positive deposits that when you go to have that tough conversation, that negative feedback Now, and that withdrawal is about to happen, it's a whole lot less painful because you know what they're thinking? They're thinking, look, this isn't the norm. They must really care. If you have a a chunk of broccoli in your tooth and I come up after dinner and I'm like, here's some floss. You got a broccoli hanging out of your mouth. If I have a relationship with you And, 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 you know, you know, I have your best interest in mind. And I tell you there's broccoli in your teeth. You're like, bro, thank you so much. I would not have wanted to walk around town all night with broccoli sticking in my teeth. If I don't have that relationship and I'm a monster, it's like, who are you to tell me that there's something in my, in my teeth? How dare you? I'm offended, right? This is the scenario that has to play out in our leadership. Big withdrawals require big deposits. No deposits, no withdrawals. Once people know that you're their advocate, this tough conversation and this criticism that you need to give, it's less stressful for you, the leader, and it's more effective to seeing them grow and seeing them progress. We should always be thinking that we need to earn the right to deliver tough feedback. Two ways that you do that. One, You set clear and reasonable expectations. And two, you make deposits through positive reinforcement and positive feedback. Well, there you have it. The common mistakes in delivering feedback. What are the areas maybe you need to improve upon? And will you be more intentional in doing so? Leadership is learned and none of us are perfect at it. We are all a work in progress. And I hope that this series on feedback has challenged you. As a leader, you know that communication is the cornerstone of effective leadership. it's, It's full stop. It rises and falls on communication, how you deliver, the tact that you deliver, all of these things. However, you got to understand that communication it's an ongoing process. It's not a one and done, which is why like you can't just tell a 3-year-old child how to brush their teeth and expect they're going to do it the rest of their life. You got to keep reinforcing it, right? Communication is ongoing. Feedback is ongoing. It's not about occasional conversations. It's, it's about continuous discussion that happens within your organization, and you must be the one to drive the dialogue. You're the leader. That means giving feedback regularly, in addition to being open to receiving it as a leader about your own performance. And that might seem scary, but if you want to take your leadership and your organization to the next level, it is crucial that you create a culture of feedback, feedback going out, feedback coming in. Feedback boosts employee engagement. It makes employees more motivated to perform. It makes them excited to do meaningful work. And it makes professional development possible. Leadership is a high calling. And at the end of the day, our main job is to help other people reach their fullest potential. And if we can help you do that in any way, as you build a leadership culture of feedback, make sure that you email us at info at jeffhancher.com. Until next week, keep driving towards meaningful feedback and keep turning the pressure into potential. The Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.